Our priest is a dying man. The dying men, women, youth. And I will preach as though I will never preach again. So God, God has his reasons for why he saves us in stages. Sanctifies us slowly, makes us fill up every day at his pump. Lest we forget where the gas comes from. Welcome to Follow Me to Heaven, where God's word is truth and your questions matter. I'm your host, Jonathan Romero, and we are in Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to be focusing today on verses 15 through 21. Ephesians 5, 15 through 21. And before we go to that, though, let's uh, let's recap on what has been going on, right? So at the beginning of chapter 5, Paul gives us a therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. Well, before that, he talked about putting away uh, falsehood, putting away of what is no longer us as believers, as Christians. So he's speaking to the Ephesians here and he's letting them know and reminding them, hey, having put away falsehood, let each one of you, and then he starts going off by saying, speak truth with his neighbor as we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. So he starts giving us a layout on the life of the Christian and how we are to treat each other and then we get into um, verse 32 of chapter 4. He says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So again, he's speaking along the lines of how we are to treat each other as believers in God, right? And believers in Christ. And then he gives us in chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. And then he tells us, Walk in love. And we're going to touch on that walking again uh, in verses 15 through 21. And this is what it says. I'll, I'll just read verses 15 through 21 and we'll dig in. It says, Look carefully then how you are to walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms, in hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reference for Christ. So, yeah, let's look back in verse 15. This is an in interesting portion of scripture because uh, lots of people get this out of context and they really try to make it say what it doesn't say. This is what it says in verse 15. It says, look carefully then how, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. So here when he says, look carefully, uh, you can say, watch carefully watch how you walk, right? We uh, just finished in what the unfruitful works of darkness are, right? Before this, 
And then the understanding of being wise then is not so much on intellect, but more on the morals and God's standard of morality, right? So since we are no longer darkness, we are now light. And that's why we are to look carefully, right? If you're in the dark, you cannot look carefully or watch carefully, right? We must be in the light in order to expose what is dark, what is darkness. And this is why we are to look carefully, right? But what are we looking at carefully? The answer is your walk, how you live, right? As children of light, now we are to walk in such a way that we are not looked by God as unwise, but instead as wise, right? The unwise walk, not according to God's standard, but their own concept of how to walk or live, right? So Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And even before that, right, he gives us a layout. And he says, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning. And the one who understands obtain guidance, to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and the riddles. And then he gets in, how can we understand the wisdom? How can we understand wisdom? And he says here, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, right? Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So this is along the lines of God's law, along the lines of how we are to live now as children of light, as children of God. We are to walk in such a way that we are not deemed as unwise but as wise and the wise fear the lord right the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge also in scripture we are told that in christ is all knowledge and wisdom wisdom hidden in him so god calls the unwise fools and the fear of the lord is a state of mind this is what john macarthur says the fear of the lord is a state of mind in which one's own attitudes, will, feelings, deeds, and goals are exchanged for God, for His, for God's, right? So we must understand that we are to, as believers, as Christians, to look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. And now the question is, why? Right? When you tell a child, don't do that, they're going to reply with why. Or they're going to want to reply with why. And the, the, this is the, the beautiful thing about God giving us a conscience is so that we not only obey, but we learn why we do what we do as Christians. Right? And Paul here gives us the why. He says in verse 16 in Ephesians chapter 5, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Right? So the understanding of the word time here denotes an allocated 
measured fixed season in the Greek. So this indicates that the evil will one day be no more. But as far as there is evil in this time, in this world, we are to walk as wise. And he gives us how to walk as wise, right? It says in verse 17, Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what is the will of the Lord. So here it is, right? So how can we make the best use of this time because the days are evil? Well, do not be foolish. And how do you do that? But understand the will of the Lord. Right? So when he gives us the but here, this is a uh, um, an explanation of why or how, right? So this is a contrast. Do not be foolish. The contrast of not being foolish or the, the, the contrast of being foolish would be the understanding of the will of the Lord. So knowing and understanding God's will through his word is wisdom, is spiritual wisdom. So instead of being foolish, understand or know what the will of the Lord is. So what is the will of the Lord? Well, scripture gives us many, right? So in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 through 4, It says this, this is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. There it is, right? That's one of them, salvation. And then 5.18, we're going to read that here soon, but 5.18 says, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. And then... Sanctification, right? First Thessalonians 4, 3, we are given, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. Right? So we are to be sanctified. John 17, again, I like always pointing back to this portion of Scripture because this is how we are to grow as Christians, as believers. How can we be sanctified? Well, Jesus prays to the Father in saying that we are to, or asking the Father to, to sanctify us. And then he says, your word is truth and sanctify us by that truth. Because God is truth. First Peter chapter 2, verses 13 through 15, it says, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution whether it be to the emperor or as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of the foolish people. Again, here's this uh, wording that God uses as he uses Peter to write these words and calling those people fools or foolish and he says the ignorance of foolish people so how do we silence them by doing good it says for this is the will of god and how is that exercised well through submission 
submission to authority, right? Suffering, right? God calls us to suffer. First Peter chapter 2, verse 20 it says, For what credit is it when you sin and are beaten for it? You endure. But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. So we are to suffer for Christ's sake. And that's a good thing. And then, above all, thankfulness, right? First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. It says this, Give thanks in all circumstances, right? Doesn't matter what circumstance you're in. It says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So we must understand that we are to be thankful. We are to suffer for Christ's sake. We are to be submissive, because in being submissive in doing good, we will silence, it says, the ignorance of the foolish people. And then it says we are to be sanctified, right? We are to be filled with the Spirit, and we will touch on that here in a little bit. And also we will, God ultimately calls us to be saved. And that is done through the proclamation of the gospel. The very reason why we are told this by Paul will write, Paul is writing to the Ephesians as he's letting them know and reminding them of their new life in Christ. Therefore, all of this is good. This is the will of the Lord, and this is what you must understand. Right? Salvation, filled with the Spirit, being sanctified, being submissive, suffering for Christ's sake, and being thankful. And then we get into verse 18, and it says, Do not and... Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. So, throughout Scripture, God condemns drunkenness. And in this context, Paul was speaking out against uh, what the pagan worshipers would practice. They would have drunken orgies as worship to their pagan gods. So Paul is speaking out against that and it says, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is what? Debauchery. Right? So we must understand that debauchery is sin. So by getting drunk with wine, we are committing this sin. And God condemns that. Right? But instead we are told to be filled with the Spirit, it says. So, let me ask you, what does this look like? What does it look like to be filled with the Spirit? Right, there's churches out there, lots of charismatic churches who believe that being filled with the Spirit is speaking unintelligible languages, is rolling around on the ground uncontrollably, uh, laughing uncontrollably does it does it look like that does it look like is it a feeling that you get like when you when you really are drunk does it feel like you're drunk does that 
Is that what it means to be filled with the Spirit? Well, I believe Paul explains what does it mean to be filled with the Spirit in another letter, right? So in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15 and 16, this is what it says. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts. Right? And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So, what does it look like to be filled with the Spirit? Well, in here it says, let the word of Christ dwell within you richly. The more you have God's word in you, the more you are filled with God's knowledge, with God's truth. And the word of God is alive and active, right? God uses his word to change us and sanctify us, but the Holy Spirit is the one weaving through our hearts and cleansing us from within. So God does this as we are being filled with God's word. So to be filled with the Spirit of God um, is letting the Word of Christ dwell within us richly, right? We are overflowing God's Word, and it says teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. How is this done? By singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So to admonish one another is to teach, right? To allow others to listen and hear these doctrinal truths through song, right? That is why we sing hymns at church. So we must understand uh, the, the real understanding of what it means to be filled with the Spirit, right? Because when we were saved, we were sealed with the Holy Spirit. So there's not a time that the Holy Spirit just leaves our body and now we have to uh, look for the Holy Spirit so that we may be filled by the Holy Spirit. And it's only for like a small experiential time. No, we are filled with the Spirit and we have the Spirit, but we are told to be filled. Um, and God's Word does that, right? He explains it in Colossians that we are to be filled with the Word of Christ richly. So we must understand that we are to confess our sins. We are to die to self. We are to surrender to God's will, understanding that being filled with the Spirit is the understanding. And John MacArthur says that being filled with the Spirit is living in the conscience presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, right? So we are to renew our minds, and we are told how to walk in the Spirit, right? Galatians, Galatians 5, 16, it says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And then we are told what it is, right? Verse 22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such things there is no law. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit, right? Galatians 5, 26, it says, Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, 
envying one another. So instead, we are to admonish one another, as Scripture tells us, right? It says in verse 19, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. So we are to sing, we are to give thanks, and we are to submit to others. And in doing this, we are doing the will of God. Right? We address one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. They are encouraged and they are listening to the words of these songs, right? They're not much just bobbing their head because they love the beat. But instead, they are listening to the words and rejoicing in the truths of God and who God is. Because this is true worship. True worship is coming together in communion with God by acknowledging God's goodness and kindness and, and all that he is compared to what we are and who we are. And yet God loving us so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for us. We are to rejoice and be thankful always because that is the best thing we can do is offer this kind of sacrifice of thanksgiving, this offering right to God. But also... We are to sing, and it also says, make melody to the Lord with your heart. So this comes from a heart that has been truly changed and transformed, a heart that desires to now worship God and love God and love others, right? There's one that came to Jesus, the Lord Jesus, and he asked him, what is the greatest commandment? And he was trying to stump Jesus so that he would choose one over the other and it would catch catch him right that would trap him in, into this trap but what does Jesus say he gives them the Shema what is the Shema the Lord our God the Lord is one you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart soul mind and strength and then he says and the second is like it you shall love the, your neighbor as yourself right so love God and love neighbor. So the first four commandments in the Ten Commandments is about our relation with God, how we are to love God. And then verse or uh, commandments five through ten is about our neighbor, right? And it begins in commandment five with honor your father and your mother. And then he goes on. Uh, with the other uh, with the rest of the list so this is how we are to love one another and love God is through that through uh, what the Ten Commandments lay out because this is God's standard of morality this is how we are going to be judged by this is what we are going to be judged by but see we must understand that we were saved by grace through faith right in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 for by grace you have been saved through faith and not of your own doing. It's, it's not a result of works, it says. It is a gift of God, right? It's a gift. We didn't earn this. We were given this. And we must understand that because we are now saved, now we do good. Right? People get it backwards and they try to do good in order to achieve something from God. No. Scripture tells us in Romans that 
while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Not righteous, but sinners. That's the very reason why Christ came into this world, is to save us from our sins. We couldn't save ourselves. We were helpless. So now as believers, we are to address one another. We are to admonish one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart, with your heart, it says here. Right, songs of praise uh, distinguished here in the psalms um, is God exalting. Songs of probably personal testimony expressing truths of God's grace and salvation is making melody or spiritual songs, right? Things that come from within that we truly can grab a hold of and say, yes, this is, this is me. This is where I was and this is my testimony to God and making melody. I just means using an instrument, right? It means like to pluck a stringed instrument. So it can refer to instrumental music. So singing songs with instrumental music while also using words, vocals, right? We don't just strum a guitar and, well, I guess we can strum a guitar to the glory of God, but the purpose here is singing and making melody with the spiritual songs. So we are using our words. Um, and it says, to the Lord with all your heart. So when you when you do this, not only are you doing it publicly, but from within, right? Privately. And this is why we make music to the Lord. We honor God and praise God. And then we get to verses 20 and 21. And it says, giving thanks always and for everything to God, the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Right? So, Again, remember 1 Thessalonians 5.18? It says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ for you. So we are to give thanks always. There's not a time we don't give thanks. We are to always be giving thanks. And it says, and for everything to God, the Father. So let me ask you, what about suffering? It gets personal. But do you give thanks to God for that? Because through our suffering, Christ is exalted. And through that, God's power in our weakness, God's power is shown. And we are to give thanks always, right? James tells us to rejoice in our trials, right? When we go through hardships in our lives, no matter what it is, we are to rejoice because we have a, a hope that is alive. Because Christ rose from the grave, that is a future that we can look forward to, that we will one day be risen in a new body that is imperishable, that is not tainted with sin. That is a joyous thing. And we are to always look forward to that, right? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And we are to continually seek God, always.
right? And it says, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, right? So does that mean we should say, in Jesus' name, thank you, in Jesus' name, like always repeating in Jesus' name as if it's a, a ritual that we have to say in Jesus' name in order to be thankful to God. No, you don't have to. We are in the Spirit, and by being filled with the Spirit and being in the Spirit, the only reason why we are able to give thanks to God is because we are in Christ. Paul reminds us, and Paul reminds the Ephesians always, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, therefore being in Christ. Um, that is what Paul is referencing here, is giving us a reminder that when we are giving thanks to God the Father, we are doing it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we must be reminded that we are doing it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because it is because of him that we can give thanks to God. Right? Then verse 21, submitting to one another out of reference for Christ. So Paul here is transitioning us that, not only are we submitting to God or loving God, but now we love neighbor, right? As believers, we are brothers and sisters in the Lord. And so we are to love one another in this way, by submission. Our love for one another proves our love for God, right? And there is no one believer that is above another, that's one thing we must recognize here, that the pastor reads this passage of your church. He should and ought to be reminded that he is to submit himself as well to one another out of reverence for Christ. Right? So no believer is inherently superior to another. When we stand before God, we are equal in every way. Right? When we are before him, we are all believers and we will we are all brought to the throne of God and to his presence by the same mediator through the same way, and that is by grace. Our continual reverence to God is the basis of our submission to one another, right? Love God, love neighbor, because we love God, we are loving neighbor. And if we are loving neighbor, we are loving one another. It's proving our love for God. Be reminded of that. This is a beautiful truth um, that we are to submit to one another. We are to admonish one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. We're to sing and make melody to the Lord with our heart. We're not to be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, we explained the will of the Lord. We are to not be unwise, but we are to be wise, right? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And we are to look carefully then how we live in this life. We are to be reminded of this truth and be filled with the Spirit. How is that done? By being filled with the Word of Christ, 
We're letting it dwell within us richly. We're overflowing with it. So overflow with the word of Christ. This is Follow Me to Heaven with Jonathan Romero. Oh, 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 o